are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today we're going a little bit rewind here to our next episode. James, what are we doing today? Fast forward. Yeah, you know it. I love fast forward. We're going back to fast forward. I love fast forward too. This is a good episode. Long time ago. Um, but we're picking up right where we left off. Fast forward, for those of you who are just catching on right now to our amazing podcast, mm-hmm. is where we do a lot of reviews very quickly. So we started with our original list, all time most money domestic box office adjusted. For inflation. Adjusted for inflation. That's a mouthful. But what it means is the films that over time have grossed the most in the United States. So we went through the first 20. We're going to pick up today exactly where 21 starts, and we're going to go through 40. Sounds good. And uh, the rules uh, are there are no rules. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are rules. So, uh, so each of us gets 30 seconds to talk about each film, and then we swap. Now, also, each of us will get one timeout or pause yep. moment where we can override the other person and then finish up their little segment because they are not adequately describing the film or they've never seen it or they're just plain we could call stupid. a timeout we could call a timeout for any <laughs> any reason we want actually any right. reason it's mostly to to check somebody exactly um kyle i want to mention that if you go back to episode six i believe of Loud on the Set, right? Mm-hmm. Is when we did the original Fast Forward. Oh, seven. Yes. Seven. Episode seven. Episode seven. My yeah. bad, everybody. Go back, listen to episode seven. You'll get a, a, a taste of what Fast Forward means. Yeah, and we're picking up right here. So Pick that'll be really fun. So, uh, James, are you ready for Fast Forward Part 2? I've been ready. Okay, here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. <laughs> Three, two, one. Movie number 21 is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Team timeout! Team timeout! Stop. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to stop, Kyle. Oh, here's why the do thing. we have to here's stop, James? This is crazy, but fast forward is not, it's not supposed to happen. This is not supposed to happen. This is a brand new movie. It is brand and new. And it skyrocketed damn near to the top of the all-time grossing list Number in just a couple of weeks. 21, and I believe that this value they have is even dated for this film i think it sits Un- way higher right yeah, now than 21 unbelievable unbelievable so we agree kyle and i that we're gonna save star wars we're gonna put it in our pocket right mm-hmm. because we're gonna have a nerd out bonanza review of bonanza this movie when exactly when right. we finally align everybody's schedules and whatnot we will give you and and let's face it it deserves more than a minute it does deserve it more deserves than more than 30 for seconds many different of kyle. reasons yes. it deserves more than 30 seconds of james more than 30 seconds of kyle but since we're in this team timeout, and um, hey, we can use timeouts for anything, I would like to take this opportunity to present Kyle with a gift. Oh since, we're not gonna review, <laughs> since we're not going to review Star Wars The Force Awakens, here is a belated Christmas gift, Kyle. Oh, my God. Look at that. Tell the folks wow. listening what I just gave you. So uh, so this is a uh, vintage uh, Pez candy dispenser yeah. with a little r2d2 on top of it there you go and it's so wonderful oh man thank you james you're welcome that's very nice of you i appreciate that team timeout and a gift well there you go 
Oh, All right, man. so we're we're slot number twenty one <laughs> is occupied currently by Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I love we are going to skip it, Kyle. Let's get back into the game. Let's. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna trigger you off, and you're gonna take okay. us with number twenty two. Okay. Here we go. On your marks, you're taking it from here. Yep, right, right On there. On your marks, get set, go. All right, The Graduate comes in at our next one. If you've never seen this film, oh, it's wonderful. Dustin Hoffman plays a uh, troubled and confused youngster. And uh, the movie itself has some weird tones and stipulations and situations in it. But it's, it's worth watching for the cinematography overall and for the, the weirdness of the story. It's, it's kind of interesting to me that this is this... Uh, this has this made this much money, especially at the domestic box office, but I like it. Well, Kyle, just like fast forward the first time around, I haven't seen this movie. Oh, uh, my goodness. We're off to a strong start again. But I understand that it's referenced endlessly in pop culture. Oh, yeah. Doesn't a young Dustin Hoffman get corrupted by some older woman? So here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Is that her name Jesus in the movie? Love. Yeah, it's Mrs. Robinson. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's Mrs. Robinson. What, what came first, the movie or the song? I don't know. I'm on the spot. 1967? I have no idea. I truly oh, don't. Man. Probably that, actually. But I have no idea. Right. Time to Garfunkel. I'm going to have to check it out. I don't We're know. We're moving on. Shit, the bell fell. Fantasia. Fantasia. Well, Kyle, Fantasia, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. It's a great movie. I understand that it, it wasn't so well received when it first came out, but it's sort of morphed into this timeless classic with wonderful music and really uh, took chances with artwork and styles and tones and, and little storytelling and things like that. I, I will admit it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I have nothing but great memories of it. Yeah. What do you think? I, I agree. I remember seeing this as a kid and being... Um, kind of transported. It's a very uh, magical film, obviously, in a lot of different ways. But they did a really good job taking strange subject matter, especially since it was basically trying to visualize a composition that had come before it. So it, it did a lot of really neat things. Um, as uh, one of our coworkers has mentioned, there's a, a poem that dates back beyond this. So it can it uh, put together a lot of different types of uh, media and came out with this really unique experience, which is really cool. Yep. Jurassic World. Oh, boy. We've done this one before. Uh, <laughs> suffice to say, uh, go get tipsy with your friends and have a good time and, and watch Jurassic World if you like Jurassic Park. Um, or just go watch Jurassic Park, an infinitely better film. It's almost exactly the same movie. Updated visuals. Um, I don't really have much to say about it that we didn't say in the first one. I don't think anything is outstanding in that film. I think lots of things are very average. Great. For all of our newest fans, go back to episode one of Loud on the Set. You'll get a full, almost 30 minutes of this, of a breakdown of this total piece of garbage. <laughs> sci-fi channel, sci channel level of just awfulness. Just terrible. <laughs> Close it out, please. Close it out. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to say about it. I was disappointed overall, but it's. I think you can suffice to say that it's fun if you're looking for something that's pretty mindless. I I'll, I'll never see it again. <laughs> The Godfather. Whoa, Ooh. Kyle. Uh, it took me a long time to see this movie. Interesting. I see. When did I see it? Recently, like in the past three years or so, for the first time ever. Can you believe that? Wow. But it is excellent. Years. It is a classic. It's an epic tale. No? It is, yeah. It's one of these movies that, for the length, I believe it's probably three hours long, right? Nearly, yeah. It doesn't feel it, and you welcome yourself into this world, and uh, it, the acting, the writing, the cinematography, the scenery, the, the, the sense of 
placing you in that time period. Everything about it is excellent. It is excellent. I think that overall, it's a masterpiece, and you can yes. look at it every which way. Uh, but one of the great things I like about this movie is that it does not glorify the gangster lifestyle. I think, yes. if anything, it shows you how corrupt and horrible and uh, just soul-breaking it is, which is a problem I have with a lot of other movies in this genre that I don't enjoy watching, but I love watching The Godfather because the acting is superb. Watch Al Pacino's face in all of his moments micro-acting. Brilliant. Force Gump! Oh, man. Um, so I'm, I'm on the fence about this movie. I, wow. I've, I've loved it for a very long time, and the more I watch it, the sadder it becomes because I realize that this person has lived all these amazing events in history and really has no understanding of how amazing he is or the story that's happening around him and it kind of has become tragic in my mind but i used to love this movie i watched it all the time if you haven't seen it it's one of tom hanks finest achievements yeah when i was reflecting on forrest gump i have some notes here but good and, and in fact i think it's a wonderful example of storytelling yeah I think robert it, I think zemeckis it, yeah it's Very a good. story that's so well told mm -hmm. and to me that's what it really boils down to it's it's a story that just keeps going going and uh, the way it weaves itself together is beautiful i think most of the characters in the movie are terrific um i particularly love when when Forrest sees jenny's boyfriend hitting her at the black panther rally and he fucking goes at him isn't that <laughs> fucking intense Ooh, i love that that's amazing all right mary poppins kyle <laughs> here we go i i never saw it uh, um, of course you know what i'm here's a little insight into james okay. you know since i have nothing to say about the movie i might as well give you some insight mm -hmm. as a little kid i i had this real dislike for british accents <laughs> uh those old style like early century or mid-century costumes you know like women in big dresses and yeah. big bonnet hats all those weird fucking outfits um, musical numbers really turned me off, especially when like kids and adults are doing it. Uh, no thanks. So here, interestingly, Mary Poppins is one of the least memorable films from my childhood. I don't even know, to be totally honest, if I've ever made it through the whole movie without yes. falling asleep or ever watching it. Um, <laughs> so this particularly bored me. There are parts of it that I like. Um, for those of you that like musicals, I mean, it's a classic. Um, it's 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 good in that respect. I've seen the stage production, which I really enjoyed. Um, not for everybody, not Disney's best work, um, but I think a worth a watch. Grease! Oh man, do I have so many connections with this film. Um, I've, I've acted in it. I, I, I was, knew it! I, was I in knew it! Eighth grade production. I played Danny Zuko. And uh, yeah, it was it was fun. But um, I'm totally over this movie. I've seen, I've seen it as an adult. I do not like it anymore. I think wow. that it's, uh, I think it's a big waste of time. Um, the characters are all hackneyed. Uh, it, sure, it's an over-the-top musical story, but um, it just doesn't jive with me anymore. I watch... It's okay. I, I think it's very entertaining. It's been a while since I've seen it. American Graffiti is the one I go to oh, now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I have nothing bad to say about it. The characters are memorable. You're right. They're very one-dimensional mm -hmm. and simpletons and whatnot, but uh, you know, the musical numbers are fun and the singing and the dancing around and all that shit. It's spawned a whole ton of imitators mm -hmm. nowadays. Like, Thanks a lot, Grease, for High School Musical and <laughs> and Glee and oh, how many fucking spinoffs can you get? Right. Oh. Inundated. All right, maybe I don't That's like where it. We're at now. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's The Avengers, Kyle. Oh, I know what you have Awesome to movie. I don't give a shit what anybody says. This is my low. <laughs> this is my lowbrow. Maybe reaching its lowest browest, if that's even a term, but incredibly rewatchable movie. Like, mm -hmm. I saw it three times in the theater. The first time I saw it was in Spanish in Ecuador, not bootleg. Ooh, Paid money at the theater. 
I thought they did a good job, given the number of characters that I had to balance, of balancing the action, the humor, and yes, giving characters a decent amount of, of time on the screen to develop. Yeah. Go for it. Kyle. I agree. Um, I don't think that it, you know, it's the same list as The Godfather. It's five movies away. Not in the same conversation. You know, this no, was a movie no, that was made no. for entertainment purposes. Um, but it, it does exactly what you said. It does a really good job of telling all those stories. It's telling a complex narrative with a lot of characters that have real weight to them. And it does a really good job of balancing. I think that's a great idea. Pre when the formula became the norm for the Marvel films. Yeah, just the opening is kind of shit though. Thunderball. Thunderball is one of my favorite Bond films. Um, so this came out in uh, 1965. This was a really good, uh, really good early Bond film with Connery. Um, uh, I, I, I've watched this so many times, it's like I have a hard time even explaining what I like about it. I love all the different sceneries. There were new stuff for Bond to do in it, um, and it was a lot of fun. It's one of Connery's best performances as Bond as well. Kyle, I looked at this on the list, and I, I have little notes about some of these movies, and you can see right here, I wrote next to it, what? What? <laughs> just just one word, what? Normally, you know, with movies like, uh, well, what, like The Graduate or mm -hmm. or Gone with the Wind, You've I've heard completely of heard of yeah. them. I know they've been referenced. <laughs> I saw this one word, Thunderball, at number 30, and I just wrote, what? I have no idea. Now you're telling me it's a Bond movie? Bond Makes total movie. sense. I've never seen it. Yep. Oh, well. He strikes like Thunderball. <laughs> 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 All right, at 31 is The Dark Knight. Kyle? A post 9-11 heightened mm. security state mm. vibe. Good but flawed movie. In fact, um, I sort of brag about my ability to pick apart Christopher Nolan as my criticism my, my, when I reach my height as a critic in movies. Because everybody <laughs> loves these fucking movies. But it should have been called The Joker. Because Heath Ledger completely stole this show. It wasn't a Batman movie. It was mm -hmm. a Joker movie. Completely villain driven. Um, I don't think they should have introduced and killed the villain Two-Face. It tried to do too much. Kyle? It did do a lot. Um, yeah. I like this movie. I think that, of course, with these especially big action epics, there's a lot of things that you can pick apart in the editing room. Yes, Because they have yes, to do editing. such a yep. big job of taking out scenes that didn't work, putting in scenes, balancing all the action that's on, on screen. Um, I think that everything that you can complain about with that film is forgivable. Yeah. I think when you watch it, I think that the performances, like you said, drive the movie. Um, it's... It's real. It's the most solid of the three in that trilogy. I think it's a great film, worth a watch. Maggie Gyllenhaal's garbage. <laughs> the Jungle Book. Uh, <laughs> saw it a bunch as a kid. Um, I understand that they're remaking it now with, uh, I think, pseudo live action stuff going pseudo. on. Pseudo. Yeah, I don't know what the what the deal is, but it's live action <laughs> remakes happening. Um, I, I love this as a kid. Again, it's not one of the movies that I obsessed over as a kid, but I definitely made it through that one a, a bunch of times. Um, enjoyable. Good coming-of-age story. It's got some environmentalist tones. Pretty good. Really? Well, yeah. it wouldn't be a fast-forward if I didn't have a handful of movies that I never saw. <laughs> I, I've never seen The Jungle Book. That's interesting. Um, not for any you know high and mighty reason, like a boycott, yeah. which we'll see later. But... Um, <laughs> Interesting, I probably read those little golden books about the Jungle oh, Book. Oh, I'm you sure you as did. A, as a child. So I recognize the characters, and I know it's classic, and uh, the music numbers are great and all right. that stuff. I, I've just, I've never seen it. I had reason. the book read to me a long time ago, too. Um, book's probably better. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Moving on. The Belfeld! <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. Kyle, believe it or not, I've watched this one a ton. Oh, excellent. Yeah. This is one of those early Disney movies that I had on a VHS tape, and we wore the hell out of that oh, tape. Oh, nice. As a little kid, I thought that the mice were fun. They are fun. They, they <laughs> As an adult, yeah, as an adult, if you watch it, they dominate the movie. They, they do. They take up so much of the fucking screen time. But anyway, 
I thought the songs were catchy. They the story catchy. works well for little kids when I when I really love this movie because it's a simple narrative of mm-hmm. you know princesses and fucking princes and all that bullshit. <laughs> Um, I probably couldn't stand it nowadays, but I I liked it as a kid. Go. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it took me till about a couple years ago to understand and connect that Sleeping Beauty was using a lot of the music from Tchaikovsky's Sleeping Beauty Ballet, Ooh. and that's why some of that music is so catchy. Um, I love Tchaikovsky and I uh, everything that he's pretty much ever done. Um, so. I went back and I watched that again recently and all the same things. I really like that movie. I think it's really solid. I think the visuals are amazing and the yeah. climax is really great too. Solid movie. Stop remaking it. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ooh. Uh, there's too much to say about Ghostbusters. This is a fantastic film. Um, I mean, from the theme song to the visuals and everything. This is a fun movie, of course. Yep. Some great uh, comedy from everybody involved. I think probably their finest work altogether, Aykroyd, Murray, and... Uh, and uh, Ramis. Ramis, yeah. Um, can't say enough about it. To endlessly quotable, wonderful film. Well, I've said so much about Ghostbusters <clears throat> in this podcast that I'm going to try to introduce something new. Kyle, did you know that Eddie Murphy was originally intended to be Winston? That would have been really interesting. It would have been interesting, but I'm glad he wasn't because yeah. I think he would have been too much of a scene stealer. Mm. He's intru- the character of Winston introduced late in the movie, and I wouldn't want somebody coming in stealing Murray's thunder and, right. and Ackroyd's thunder. Um, he does a great job understating everything. The Twinkie line is yes. my favorite one oh, of them. Winston is Tell awesome. him about the Twinkie. And to this day, <laughs> whenever I see him in movies, I'm like, yeah, there's Winston. Uh, they're remaking it. I'm really skeptical, goddammit. Shrek 2. Now, I go, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. That's all right. Oh, hey. Oh, you're okay. right. Shrek 2. <laughs> Kyle, well, oh, maybe I should have let you go because this is garbage. Uh, Shrek is my poster child for the boycott, the lifetime oh. boycott I now have of animated movies because I find Shrek to, be, Shrek to be symbolic of the complete dumbing down of the adult population <laughs> of America. Take it from, I don't want to fucking, I can't, I can't. So I've seen um, the original Shrek movies and unfortunately I watched the third one, which is terrible. Um, but if you look at them just as movies, I think that Shrek 2 is way better than the first one, which is interesting. And I think that it does a lot of things right in the filmmaking process. That being said, um, I don't know what it is about DreamWorks, but I've never gotten really attached to any of the characters. I find them momentarily fun. I think Shrek 2 had a lot of funny moments, but I don't get really attached to them. So I can understand your your criticism there. Timeout, baby. Oh. I'm using this opportunity All right. to call a timeout. Why? Because, Kyle, one of these days we have to do it. We have to have an episode about animated movies in general because mm-hmm. I feel so strongly about this. Shrek, to me... Oh, it's such garbage because it eventually became a Broadway musical. Now, I am not Mr. Highbrow Entertainment by any means, (laughs) but I've been to good theater. Mm -hmm. And Shrek to me is very, that's why I say it's a poster child for the dumbing down of of the United States and perhaps the world. Because (laughs) something that was once reserved, Broadway was once this, this stage, pun intended, of highbrow, very... Um, educated or, or sort of classic art form started having Shrek and Spider-Man and what the fuck else did they have that was just ugh and it's weird to me because these movies weren't made for kids they had jokes in them that were complete I never watched any of them fully but I, I caught glances humor, of like yeah. gap stores next to castles and mm-hmm. you know Eddie Murphy's the typical loud mascot which maybe I am in this podcast <laughs> But anyway, you get the idea. Oh, I fucking hate Shrek. Fuck you, Shrek. God damn it, I hate it. And adults you heard were giving it here it, first. Adults were giving each other like toys, like here's a Shrek t-shirt. 
50-year-old guys wearing Shrek t-shirts and, oh, I'm from New York, so Jet fans, the whole green association, <laughs> like, to watch grown men who are already dumbed down by football to, like, then do crossovers with a cartoon fucking ogre. Interesting. Oh, oh I hate do Shrek. Do I get a rebuttal? Kyle. Yeah, go. I think, what, I think what you say is totally uh, valid. Um, I would, I would liken to say it's just for fun, of course. <laughs> but uh, the... Um, the thing about the Broadway is it's it's very much a way to see what's happening in the theater world where if nobody's making any money, it all has to be commercial. Make a Shrek musical and your theater will make money as opposed to putting on, you know, something else. It's pretty sad, actually. Yeah. Moving on! Okay. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> um, oh, my God. This is one of my favorite movies probably of all time. Um, it's one of the best with... Uh, Robert Redford and Paul Newman um, buddying it up together. It's a great film all around. It has really memorable characters, really amazing set pieces, really good action, really high drama. Um, it's a great movie. I highly recommend uh, seeing it if you haven't seen it, which pretty much everybody has. Go. Oh, except James. Oh, there it is. Shit. <laughs> Kyle, I have nothing here. I, I've never seen it. I know it's, you know, it's, it's classic. The names alone are sort of classic and... So well known, and I'm really embarrassed here. <laughs> you should see it. I think you would really like it. Yeah, yeah. It it fits in your your niche, and uh, and it's a very quality movie. Um, oh man! Yeah, definitely see it. Um, right. I forget the director, but um, he's done a lot of amazing stuff. Uh, have you seen The Sting? I'm wondering. No, you remember we talked. Oh yeah, we talked about it last time. Um, same same group. Same oh, everything. I'm such a dumbass. All right. <laughs> Continuing on the low note of Fast Forward, Love Story. Uh, similar to Thunderball, I had written next to this one, Kyle. What? Oh, my God. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. This this could be anything. This could be fucking anything. This could be a generic Disney movie. This could uh, be a... I guarantee you you know the scene. I guarantee you know uh, the scene. Well, I'm I don't gonna, have a clue, so go. I'm going to jump in here with the scene. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Have you heard that quote before? I've, I've heard the quote. That's yes. from that movie. That was the 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 schmaltz, the movie. Well, who says it? It was all uh, the guy in it. I can't remember his <laughs> name. Ryan something. He was also in uh, Kubrick's film. Um, I don't know. I can't even remember. Uh, he's a good actor. Um, One trick pony kind of in that sense. But yeah, uh, I'm not impressed with Love Story. I've oh. seen it. I'll pass again when it comes on. It's. It's where every other love movie from then on pulled everything from. So, you know the story. Spider-Man! The original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Well, I shouldn't say original, but you know what I mean. Um, I really enjoyed this when I saw it. Um, I was on the cusp of this movie being really intense because I was kind of a kid at the time. Um, (laughs) And there were lots of scenes in this that were really really violent and... uh, and really intense, and it was a coming-of-age story, so I was kind of right there, and it was hitting a, a really good note there, but I love that movie. Spider-Man 2 is even better. It's interesting that you say that, that you felt it was violent and whatnot, because I have written here that I thought their choice of a villain was a little corny. I thought some of the interactions between the Green Goblin and Spider-Man, because neither one of them had moving mouths when they had their right. backs on, was very Power Rangers-esque. Yeah, just, it totally yeah, was. It's like wiggling heads and yeah. voices coming out of God knows where. <laughs> Um, I thought Tobey Maguire did a good job. I thought it was weird that he's a kid from Queens, born and raised there his whole life, and not a single attempt at a New York accent. I, I guess they just released him from that duty. And Kirsten Dunst is a little bit annoying to me. Oh, Sam well. Raimi, good work, though. Yeah. Independence Day. Woo! Kyle, I'm going to be honest here. 
when this movie came out in 1996, it was awesome. Yeah, you know? there it was. Uh, I've said this before on the podcast, but I remember going to the theater, and you know, this was in every theater from to my left to my right, behind me, in front of me, and the screens were rattling and the speakers were going crazy. This launched Will Smith into mega fame. You know, he was right. famous as the Fresh Prince and yeah. previously as a rapper, but this launched and he. Uh, um, you know, it's got Lone Star from Spaceballs in it for Christ's <laughs> sakes. Yo. Yeah, this is a really fun movie. Um, by no means is this a fantastically told tale. And uh, But as far as the popcorn blockbuster film yeah. goes, man, I, I wish that I had seen it in the theater when it came out. Um, I really like this movie. I think lots of the scenes are iconic, um, especially mm-hmm. when they've got the alien in like, that holding room in their base and all the smoke in the room and stuff. Some some good some good cinematography, uh, very very fun, enjoyable movie. And now we have a sequel on the way, which is bound to be garbage. <laughs> Home Alone. Okay, confession <laughs> time, James. Yeah. All right. Guess what? I have never seen this all the way through. Yeah. Wow. I've caught I've caught glimpses of this on TV, uh, but when I was a kid growing up, um, it didn't really interest me. I was wondering why this kid was, like, hurting everybody <laughs> on screen all the time. And uh, I think my parents were probably like, mm, nah, we'll pass on that one uh, <laughs> for him. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Never seen it all Consider the way yourself lucky because this movie's garbage. It's, People it's, love this, though, I right? Know. I remember being a kid, and I was about 12 when it came out, and it marked my transition. Me and my brother, I remember this clearly. It sort of marked our transition from <laughs> little kid, like dumb little gullible kid who will love anything with other kids in it, to like sort of cynical adolescent because we mocked it endlessly. Me and my brother, like, how the fuck could these guys not catch this little fucking kid? Why is America so obsessed with this ugly little sickly pale faced jerk? Like, it, yeah, ding me. That's it. We're <laughs> That's finished. It. That's Woo! all. Twenty and twenty. Um, I'm gonna take my time out right there because yes, I want to yes, ask. You didn't. I want to ask you one further question. There's okay. like a billion sequels to this. Did mm-hmm. you see any of the sequels? No, no, no. Okay. And I didn't even see Home Alone. When it came out, I didn't see it in theater. I saw it much later as an adult when I found, like, I got it, like, out of sort of cultural curiosity. What the fuck were the people thinking, drinking, smoking back in 1990 that this kid was the face? Like, he was, oh, beloved. It's, you know, he's, whatever. It it looks like the, uh, the stupid cash grab that I'm thinking that it is. Oh, you're confirming that it is. Um, but yeah, I've talked to so many people about this and I'm like, Oh, you've never seen that. Have absolutely no interest in, in seeing it. Um, anyway, oh yeah, and Macaulay Culkin. What what happened to him? Well, you know, what? I'm gonna leave my personal criticism of him out of it. He made one decent movie, Saved. Remember that? I don't know if about I've seen that. Oh, it's it's pretty good. Well, he didn't make it. He's you know, he like, made it. He produced, <laughs> directed, starred. <laughs> He's in it. Um, but you know, it, I just I remember being co- completely mystified as a twelve year old and seeing this kid who was roughly my age. Wow, I would have. Fuck this kid up on the playground so quick. I'm not know? even thinking about how uh, high up on the list that is. That's pretty amazing. 40. That made it. That's the end of our fast Jeez, forward. That's the that's end. <laughs> well, that's a pressing note, <laughs> on a low note. about the uh, commercialism of the United States. We will leave you with that list of 20. That was fun. There's some really good movies in there. Yeah. Um, and it's good to see that, you know, and maybe you can take a note from this that one of the films that you thought was really good was an animated film from a while ago, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe we can turn it around a little bit and see what well, happens let's, there. Well, let's be, I'll be fair here. Animated movies that were done the old-fashioned way with mm. inks and pens and, yeah. and you know, sort got of hard flipping images. I like those, you know, yeah. and I've seen a lot of those, but when it 
all these computer generated bull- oh, yeah well we can have a whole discussion right, about yeah, that because i feel very similar similarly on that note in the era of dreamworks that we were talking about before but that's going to bring us to the end for today so thanks again james for Great. having fun with me and doing that um send us uh questions comments anything you want loud on the set at gmail.com be happy to hear from you I'd like to do another uh another news podcast answer some questions and, yeah. uh, and do some do some fun things with that so that'll be cool but that'll bring us to the end for today so again thank you so much for listening hope you had some good holidays and uh we'll, we'll see you again here you again really soon see you later and cut